Hey guys, welcome back to More Than Enough Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Julia, and we're so happy you're here. Y'all, I don't know about you, but when I just said, (laughs) I'm so happy you're here. Now I can't unhear it. It reminded me of that TikTok of the the sorority girls, and they say, We've been waiting for you all summer, and we're oh, so glad you're finally my here. Goodness. And then they like go ah, and it's like it I reminded me of that. Think that was originally so a vine. I feel like maybe TikTok just like brings up old vines. Old ones. It's kind of like the new vine. Speaking of throwbacks, y'all. The other night we were playing Wii tennis. We had a little birthday celebration for. Max, who is my cousin and my future brother-in-law, and he was turning 21. So, so fun. We got to celebrate him, but we had the Wii and we were playing Wii sports. And I don't know about y'all, but I have not played Wii sports in so long and it can get intense. We were having a competition. It was fun. Um, but it was so fun to watch. I was just sitting there. (laughs) Yeah. Julia was observing and (laughs) I was coaching. We had a little two team like a doubles duo going against each other for tennis and I was one of the coaches and mm-hmm. I was play calling guys it was kind of crazy yeah. I might watch out tennis coaches I might be coming for your job because She's I was calling all the plays there's not even play calling in tennis but I was doing a pretty good job who knows there could be in maybe it, is it like pair tennis yeah like doubles doubles yeah Maybe. Anyways. <laughs> Y'all, a new <laughs> position in tennis could be the play caller. Perfect. Well, I'm ready for it, you know. <laughs> but yeah, the other night before we had our little celebration, Julia and I were going to get a cake and we were kind of chatting about what we were going to talk about this week with you guys. And I think a theme that kept coming up in our chats was stories and the power mm-hmm. of words. So that's what we wanted to talk about, just the idea of sharing your story and how powerful that can be. On the topic of stories, I feel like the the greatest story is the story of Jesus. Yeah. But I think a great story to tell is your testimony, which is kind of how God changed your life and your heart. And they can be so powerful. And that verse that um, you always say, by the power of the blood and the word of their testimony. And I I emphasize like the testimony and word are both words that stick out to me because words are so powerful. You know, someone says something to you that is meaningful to you or, or is mean, you, you always remember those. And um, words have the power of to heal. Yeah. I think like, that's why reading the Bible is so powerful because those words that are never changing and that God can use to illuminate different things in your life are are so life-changing. And we were talking about this the other day, but words can be powerful in both ways. I mean, thinking mm-hmm. about the stories that I remember from childhood, if someone says something mean to you, it sticks with you, y'all. It does. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes to shake those things. Like you'll remember little comments that were made to you and they definitely are ingrained. And I mean, obviously now you can look back and say, okay, through the power of my relationship with God, he brings freedom from insecurity, from feeling unworthy from all of those things. And that's amazing. But I think it it just really goes to show the power of words and 
that is why I think testimonies, like you said, are so powerful because it is a continuing journey of the story that God is writing. And you're a part of that greater story. Your life is a story within that larger story. And I think words hold so much weight because they can bring light. They can bring truth where there Mm -hmm. is darkness, where there is lies that the enemy is Mm -hmm. sharing and hearing someone's story. I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like I've had some of my biggest breakthrough moments where God has used other people in sharing their story at my church that I went to in Auburn when I was baptized there, but I had been to several baptism Sundays before I was baptized there. And everyone gets up and shares a few minutes of their testimony. And it is some powerful stuff, like hearing life change and hearing the way that God has moved in other people's lives. Even if you don't have a direct reflection of the same struggles that that person had or the same story, it's still just, it's a picture of how God has moved. And um, it's a picture of God's strength in someone else's life and his faithfulness. And I think that that's one of the most loving things that you can do for a friend is share, Mm -hmm. whether it be that big story or even those little moments of God's Mm -hmm. faithfulness in every single day. Yeah. And I remember at Passion, um, I think it was Jenny Allen Mm -hmm. and she, Oh yeah, that was good. She said, turn to the person next to you and, you know, say the thing that's been controlling you or, or has power over you that you feel like you don't want to say because you're, you're ashamed of it or something that's been, you know, heavy on your heart yeah, and that's had you in chains and in those shackles. And, and when we shared that with the other person and you, you said it out loud and you brought it to light yeah. and you use your words to um, just share, it was so freeing because you're bringing it to light and you're saying this no longer has control over me. This no longer has the power mm-hmm. to hold you down. And yeah, wow, that was such a good reminder. I loved that message. And I think she had said the 2% of things that you don't say are what hold the most power over you. And I remember being in that group with you. And I mean, you're one of my best friends. And it was so scary to share Mm -hmm. those things, those things that you think, well, God has redeemed them. And in my personal relationship with God, I know that there's no condemnation. And I know that he won't make, he won't make me feel shame for that because he has freed me from that. And that is absolutely true. But I think saying those things out loud and having the accountability to share those things and share God's faithfulness and what he's brought you through mm-hmm. is so incredible because mm-hmm. I had learned things about you that day. And I, I'm sure you had learned things about mm-hmm. me that we had never heard each other say. And there's so much grace and like power in the fact that once we shared that, like it was met with nothing more than like love and mm-hmm. acceptance and there was no shame there. There was no mm-hmm. condemnation. And that's how you know that when you share those things that are lies and bring them to light, they will be met with truth. Yeah. And if you have that community surrounding you and those people, like we were saying previously, that are friends that will walk beside you, it will. those lies will be met with truth. Mm-hmm. And I think a good word, when what you were talking about when you said light, I think it, it goes back to it's like we have been called out of darkness into yeah. his wonderful light. And when we take those things and, and bring it to light and mm-hmm. say, I'm struggling with this. This is something that I'm going through. This is something that um, I need to talk about and, and bring to light. There, There's power in that. Yeah. And um, when it's when it's met with the love and the grace, 
is, it's just, it's crazy. And that's why I feel like testimonies are so significant Yeah, because it's just the personal miracle of how, how God transformed your heart and your life. And it just gives us like the unique ability to share that miracle yeah. and, and share how we had witnessed God moving in our lives and even in the lives of others too. That's so good. And I actually heard a message at church today. Julia and I haven't really fully gotten to catch up from our services that we went to this morning. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday. So we both separately went to church this morning, but I know she had shared the beginnings of a really powerful message with me. So I'd love to hear more about that. But you made me think of something that I heard this morning. So we had a guest speaker at First Baptist Orlando this morning, and his name was Jeff Henderson, and he actually had spoken at ACC, my church, a few in Auburn a few months ago, and I remember hearing a message from him, and he shared a question that his dad had shared with him, and he said it was one, like one of the best questions he had ever heard, and it was, what do you think God thinks when God thinks about you? And he was like, Mm -hmm. when you ask that question, the overwhelming majority of people think God is disappointed in me. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, wow. He he used your favorite quote too. He said, the church is not a museum for perfect people. It's a hospital for the broken. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so good because you look at people that have faith and you're like, well, yeah, it's easy for them to have faith because why would God be disappointed in them? Like, they're not struggling with anything. And that's not true. Everyone who has faith at any point in their journey struggles and they have struggled to get to where they are now. And they'll continue because we are broken and we do have, we all have struggles. And so any testimony that I've heard of someone just being vulnerable and being honest about where they have been, where God has delivered them from and where they Mm -hmm. are now from death to life. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think. And it's something that like pastor Jeff was saying this morning, you can never get, you can never get used to. We can never wake up and get used to the fact that God has that much grace for us because Mm -hmm. that much mercy, forgiveness and love, like mind blowing. If, Mm -hmm. if we really just sit here and think about it. And that's why I think testimonies are so mind boggling to hear because it's like, wow, I've seen God move in my life, but hearing God's faithfulness in your life, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like a coach. I, I grew up playing club soccer for like 15 years of my life. And my dad what is still a coach. He coached all my life as well. And he always said, sometimes a coach can only hear, say so much until you just have to hear a different voice say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so no matter how much God has moved in your life and there's been, you've seen the faithfulness of God, sometimes hearing someone else's testimony, hearing their story of how God has moved in their life just opens your eyes to a perspective, mm-hmm. to a new way of thinking that like, wow, God has been that faithful. And then you turn around and flip it on its head and you're like, wait, he's been that faithful to me too. Mm-hmm. And then you see it everywhere. It's like, like you were saying earlier about the song by Josh Baldwin, like, the evidence of your goodness is all over my life. And sometimes we're so blinded in the daily mundane of, I have to go do this and I have Mm -hmm. to go do that. The little things, taking a step back and being like, wow, even, even in the little things, even in the struggles, God is good. And he's been faithful through those moments. And sometimes we don't see the moment 
what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But when we look back at his goodness and his faithfulness, it's amazing to see how, how awesome he is. And I think it brings me back to one of my favorite, um, verses or stories in the Bible when Jesus is with his disciples and he's washing their feet Yeah, and, and their disciples are like, Jesus, what are you doing? Why are you washing our feet? Like you are like your Lord, like, what are you doing? Humbling yourself to clean, wash our feet. And, and his response is, you don't know, you don't understand what I'm doing now, Mm -hmm. but later you will. And I think that speaks to me a lot because sometimes when we're in those struggles and in those hard times and going through that hard season, it's like, yeah. we don't understand why, we're why, because I, re- I remember there are times in my life when I would sit and pray and be like, Lord, why, why do you have me here? What, what are you teaching me? I don't understand. And then I look back at, at those moments now and I'm, I'm so, I see his goodness. Yeah. I'm just so in awe of what he's taught me and how much I've grown and and he's constantly refining our hearts through experiences that he's giving us and when we cling to him and read his word and just spend time with him the amount of of growth and maturity in your faith is is crazy yeah and through those relationships that he gives you I think you can keep bringing it back to that community and those people around you why it's so important to share those little moments why if you're struggling bring it to light, obviously bring it to the Lord, but also have those conversations with people. It is Mm -hmm. not weak to have that conversation. It is the strongest thing that you can do to step out Mm -hmm. and say, you know, I'm struggling. Can you be the person to walk beside me? Can you be that accountability? Can you hold me to the standard and to the place that I know that he is giving me this friendship to hold me to? And And I think in, um, I think it's second Corinthians, but it's a verse and it says, for when we are weak, then we are strong. Yeah. And you know, what the world may think is weak, you know, God calls strong. strong. And because we can, we can think, oh, like, you know, humbling yourself Mm -hmm. before others. And it's like, the Lord says, you know, to turn the other cheek and to love your enemies and love those people that, you know, might not be nice to you and I think it's just so I love that verse it's like for when we are weak then we are strong it just is so different than what the world says yeah and I love what you said too about Jesus washing the feet of sinners and the fact that he said you don't know now but you will Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of the time being in the moment being in the middle of the storm we were talking about that in 21 days of prayer the other day and our friend Zach shared a powerful message about leaning on the Lord in and through the storm. Because if you have your life and foundation built on that rock, then the house can't come down. And I think a verse that we were talking about the other day in Esther, that is verse 14. And the second part of the verse says, and who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. And I know something that I had read in a little devotional about it, about this passage and about Esther's story is that we can find courage in the fact that Esther steps forward into what God calls Mm -hmm. her to. But when she steps forward in that obedience, and we were talking about this analogy the other day, but then the Holy Spirit can move because it's like 
The enemy, when, what the enemy wants to do is back you against a wall. Mm-hmm. The enemy wants to push you with lies so far that you're back against a wall oh, that nothing good, can come around one. you. The second you te- take a step forward in faith and trust, even though you don't know what that will look like, then there's space behind you and around you for the Holy Spirit to move. Mm-hmm. And it's, sometimes we get so far backed against a wall with the lies and we don't say it out loud. But when we do that, God mm-hmm. will move when we allow him the space to yeah. send the Holy Spirit to move in us and around us. And it's like it's like the song is like, I'll make room for you to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And it's also having the Pastor Mike always says like when we have closed hands, mm-hmm. we can't give and we can't receive. And it's like having that surrender of yeah. those open hands to be like, I'm ready to give and I'm ready to receive whatever you have for me, Lord. I surrender. I surrender it all. And having that posture of surrender, I think is so powerful. Okay. I don't know if, I don't know what you guys were thinking, but when I just said that, I remembered the Celine Dion song called I Surrender. And it was like, I surrender everything <laughs> for the chance to live yeah. again or something. I don't know. But That's sorry, okay. random tidbit. But I don't know why this just made me think of this, but you'll love this. Julia was a dancer for years and years. And this isn't Celine Dion, but this is uh, Winnie Houston. And every Wednesday, my ballet teacher would do Whitney Wednesday. Shout out oh, to wait. Jerry. That's and so she, fun. So we would do our whole ballet class to all Whitney Houston. And it was so much fun. But I don't know. You made me think of that. Oh, now um, I want to take a dance class again. No. Oh I, okay, Julia and I have been talking about doing a hip-hop class together since I've been home oh, from graduating. And we need to do it. So... <laughs> Y'all send in requests and we will post a video of us doing the hip hop dance we oh learned in class God. on the account. Um, that JK. would actually be, wait, maybe. actually, maybe if enough people if say, enough requests yeah, are sent, if there's enough requests, then, um, we'll, then we'll, we'll do what the people want, you know? Yeah, yeah. We'd have to. But back to the idea of surrender. I, I think that kind of like we were saying before, if you create the space to surrender, it can be so powerful, but it can also be scary. And like we were talking about the podcast and how hard it was to step into that because the enemy will tell you things about not being worthy. We all struggle with that in in our daily lives. And I know we picked words for the year and worthy is one that comes up for me a lot. And I mm. think when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about a moment that I had with the Lord when I was preparing to share a message for our 21 days of prayer. It's a pretty big group of us. It's grown, which has been super cool. Um, but it's some of my, my best friends and, uh, my fiance and a group of, uh, some of the UCF football players, which has been so fun to get to know everyone's hearts and stories more. And so I was about to share this message and I had worked on this message y'all for around three hours. I was, I was sitting there, I was reading the word, I was taking notes, I was praying and I spent a good while preparing because I wanted it to, I wanted to make sure that I was giving the Holy Spirit the time to give me the words and really being prayerful about what I was going to say. And I share that to say that when I went into it, Alex said this, but it was the least hostile room I could ever be going into. Some of my best friends. And like I said before, I'm a musical theater major. I love getting up on stage. And still, I was scared to share because I think that goes to show no matter how much time you prepare and no matter 
how much prayer goes into it. Just because you get thoughts of fear or unworthiness or lies from the enemy, that doesn't mean that you're not prepared. It means that the enemy is doing what the enemy does best. And he's feeding you those lies because he wants to stop you from doing something powerful that God has put in front of you. No matter how much you prepare and no matter how much you pray and as your relationship grows with God, he will give you that strength Mm -hmm. with prayer and going to him. But I think no matter what, it's still scary to step into those things. And Mm -hmm. it's scary to surrender because a part of it is that like pride of I want to do my best and I want to be good and I want to say the right things. But in reality, if we surrender that to God and we allow him to work through us, Mm-hmm. He will give. You he will right give words. you those right words, mm-hmm. and um, I know Julia's talked about that with me as well. I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling of worry or feeling unworthy stepping mm-hmm. into something like that. Yeah, I think a big one thing that you said it was about like the lies of the enemy and worthiness, and those two words are very prominent in my testimony and I think believing in those lies and and living in them and dwelling in the lies of the enemy is is so harmful and so diminishing Mm -hmm. and I think when you break that cycle and and you dive into the word and you dive into God's truth and what he says and he calls you worthy and he he is more than enough and he calls us enough and when we live in that truth and not yeah. the, the lies that the enemy feeds um, and turning out of the darkness and into into God's light because yeah. he has called us out of that darkness and into his wonderful majesty and light. And I think that's just a big part of my testimony. So I just thought I'd go off of that. Yeah, that's so. some good stuff. And yeah, I shared that story basically to say that Kind of what we shared a little bit of last episode, but I think that a lot of the time when you see someone step out like that, you assume that it comes from a place of strength and confidence, Mm -hmm. when in reality, sometimes it comes from a place of being afraid or feeling that weakness and allowing God to come in and be strong. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, where we are weak, he is strong. And he will always be that strength. He has mm-hmm. more strength than we could ever imagine or that we could ever have on our own. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of it is, you know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And yeah. I think there's also such joy in being able to share how he, with your testimony, being able to share how he's transformed your life. And you want to go proclaim like how the Lord's been, how the Lord transformed your heart, how he's changed your life, yeah. how the joy that you find. Some of the most powerful and transformative moments I've had and just learning has been working in the children's ministry, like seeing kids just so Mm -hmm. excited to hear stories of the Lord, the little skits that they do in church. Oh man, it was the throwback being in there, but I loved every moment because those kids are so excited to get up there, sing and dance, worship, hear about Mm -hmm. these stories. Every moment is so magical to them. And I think Mm -hmm. it goes back to what I heard this morning in church, but we can never stop being wrecked and being just overwhelmed with joy of the fact that God gives us all of that grace. He Mm -hmm. gives us, he loves us so much. And And, and he sent his son, Jesus, to die for us and calls us out of the darkness that we were living in and that we 
we're believing and yeah. that he gave us the ability to have a personal relationship. And I think that is just so, so amazing. You know, let's make a challenge for this week. Whether Ooh. it be a sharing your whole story or just sharing a piece of your story, go out to a friend, like a close friend or a family member, a sibling, someone that you trust um, mm-hmm. and that is in your circle and go share a piece of you today, whether it be a part of your testimony or like we were saying, something that you may feel like has been controlling you that you haven't mm-hmm. shared. Go share that with someone because God promises us that there is a freedom in sharing our testimony and sharing sharing what he's done. Thank you guys so much for chatting with us. We had so much fun. And we are so excited to talk to you soon. We actually will be coming out with an episode on Thursday. I almost said Wednesday. Thursday (laughs) as well. And it will be a short little mini episode. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that. We're super excited about it. And thank you guys again for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.